Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's keep it going with some Razorback baseball talk with Tom Murphy. He joins us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, welcome in. How are you? Howdy, guys. It's always a pleasure. and I'm really looking forward to tracking, tracking the baseball game today. I, I, I love me some baseball. Yeah, I do too, Tom. I, I really enjoy it. And you said tracking. Are you going to sign up for a Flow Sports membership? Are you going to be listening? <laughs> are you going to be online tracking? What are you going to do? Um, I've heard some horror stories on the Flow Sports, so I'm just going to not do that. I'm going to listen <laughs> listen to the radio broadcast and have it up on um, have it up on the stat broadcast. So pretty pretty good way to track it right there. Hey, Tom, I, I look, I, I signed up for it last year. I watched. Uh, a lot of times I turned the announcers down. It wasn't the greatest quality, um, but it was better than nothing. So, I, I, I mean, I, I would encourage you to give it a try. And then, I mean, I, I think Monday morning I canceled my Flow Sports membership and never was charged anything. So I took advantage of huh. the free weekend. Okay, you know what? Now you're talking. Um, I just remember it from the uh, USC series a couple. Of, wasn't it a USC series a couple of years ago? Yep, where two the years ago. Yep. Graphics. Yeah, the graphics were bad. I mean, just the camera work. So you know, I don't want to dump on anybody. I'm. Just, I I might take you up on that. That sounds like a good bit. Yeah. Now, now, look, it's not going to be like SEC network quality. It's not going to be like you know SEC plus quality. But it's better than it was for the USC. I'll, yes, it was. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just a little spoiled. So, all right, folks, give them a try. Yeah, we are <laughs> spoiled. I'll tell you that. And look, it's not going to be great, but it's not going to be horrible. Well, let me say that. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let me go back to last weekend. Um, your thoughts on uh, what you saw through for for the first three games. Yeah, they got a little bit of a shocker with uh, lack of hitting with runners in scoring position on the first day. And this is after their starter, Lucier, took a shot off his head. So That's right. You, you have to say the, the biggest performance of the weekend was by their middle reliever guys. And Jared Hart was one of them. And I can't remember the guy who, give up, who gave up the solo home runs to uh, Jalen Battles and Zach Gregory that tied it. But those two guys holding down the fort, in the middle innings of that game, before they got to the back end, the transfer from Charlotte and the other guy um, basically won them that game. And I think, you know, the Razorbacks did not tear it up with with guys in scoring position. In fact, I documented it took until Sunday, 23 innings into the series before they had back-to-back hit. But they were they were both RBI singles. I think Slavens and Lanzilli provided them and. So, you know, they, they struggled through a little bit with the bat. Um, they got what they wanted, I, I thought, most for the most part, out of their starters. And um, even though a couple of their relievers, like uh, uh, Mark Adamiak and Vermillion, had runners on, they walked a few, they just kind of got through it. And so, all in all, for as poorly as they hit with runners in scoring position, to, to come out of that with a series win, uh, we'll know a lot more about the team after this weekend. Tom, do you? I mean, we can make excuses for the hitting, the, the cold weather, the wind blowing in, maybe just trying too hard, or, or, or just good pitching from the other team. What, what do you think it was with the hitting? 
Yeah, it was a combination of all that. Um, and, you know, the same conditions uh, affected Illinois State, and they out-hit the Razorbacks through the first two games. And Arkansas finally on Sunday, they had their um, former closer, Derek Salata, working, and he got out of some jams. I mean, the frustration for the Razorbacks through the first about three innings was, was pretty palpable, and they were trailing one to nothing. But then, you know, then they finally got it together, and, and it's not like they blew the game open. You know, I think the final was 4-2. to two. Um, but they did just enough, and I just think, um, you know, Illinois State hit it well, and they had hardly been outside. So those guys worked um, on the inside, on their hitting and their cages and what have you, and did okay. I think Arkansas will come around. I also think, you know, guys are like, oh, you know, I can drive this ball, and they did drive it, but the wind was blowing in, and I don't know, four, five warning track shots in that series, and, you know, I, I don't – I don't use that as an excuse. You know what the wind conditions are. You launch a ball in the wind, it's going to get knocked down. But Dave Van Horn and those guys, they're veterans at this, and they said there were five or six balls. It probably would have gone out. And so if this had been a warm weekend, we'd have seen a lot more scoring. I am now on the Hagen-Smith bandwagon. Uh, I'd heard a lot about (laughs) the guy, you know, and seven no-hitters his senior year in high school. And Connor Nolan told us that was the one guy he was jealous of his stuff. Um, his pitching stuff. And so I'm like, I got to see this kid. I sat down and watched. And, Tom, I don't know, yeah. maybe two innings. I was like, oh, okay, he's for real. This dude's legit. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I hate to, yeah. you know, take a small sample size, but you just tell. I mean, and I've already – I told Bubba, he's going to be your Friday night starter. At some point this year, he's your number one guy. He's that good. Yeah, all throughout the preseason, we just kept hearing it, and – you want to see it in action, but he took on Arkansas's hitters and did well. That's why everybody was so impressed. I, I think the, the number one thing is the fact that he's he's not awed and he just works at a fast pace. I mean, he's got he's got that kind of three quarter arm slot and not a not a huge wind up, and he just comes at you. And he threw first pitch strikes to I believe it was nineteen out of the twenty one hitters. That's that's just hard to duplicate and it was amazing and you know okay he's got a zero era yeah some runs are going to get scored on him but i don't think it's going to change how he attacks hitters and what his approach is and there's going to be you know there's going to be tough moments on the road you know old miss is going to come in here with a ton of great veteran hitters same with vanderbilt but i think the kid does have ace material and it's it, it's it seems to me he's, he's got a chance to be their friday guy Tom, I was also impressed with Jackson Wiggins. You know, he had his struggles last year, and, you know, he can throw it hard, but you, you can't just throw it hard. you got to do something else. And I, I thought he looked more like a pitcher than a thrower Sunday. Yeah, I think they they, they hold people to really tough standards. And we, we heard through the camp, you know, his, his control, his command just wasn't where it needed to be. And so I was concerned. He wouldn't get him through five. I mean, just would leave too many base runners on and then give up that one kind of a game-breaking hit, you know, bases loaded double or something. He didn't do that. In fact, in two of the innings, he had two guys on, and he got out of them. And so he wriggled out of some stuff. And then, you know, right at the end of the tunnel, his fifth inning was his best inning by a, by a long shot. And uh, so he comes out of it with, you know, a 1.8 ERA, gave him five innings, I mean, think about this, y'all. Compared to last year, the innings from their starters was much better 
last weekend than it was most weekends. Uh, you know, they 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 went through a period last year where Wicklander you could count on for five or six innings, and the other two starts you, you didn't quite know what you get. And so I think from a starting pitching standpoint, they're off to a better start. And I, and I think there's a series of guys in case there is struggles. We're saying Adamiak or even Zebulon Vermillion could go back in there and, and be a starting pitcher. Tom, uh, did it surprise you the length that the uh, starters went uh, were allowed to go? Because it seems like in years past they, there was a, uh, a stricter pitch count, and uh, it seemed like uh, with the every outing, I was like, oh, wait, they're going to let him go another inning. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, li- a little bit surprised because, uh, you know, they, they hold them to 60, 70 pitches in the, the opener, but I think they built their guys up ready to go 70, 75, and that is, in fact, what did happen. Nolan got through enough that, you know, he got taken off the hook uh, with a two-home run, and then he pitched the fifth. And, boy, there were so many – there's been so many four-and-two-thirds starts in his career. Don't want to get into it. But then for Hagen Smith to give him that sixth inning when he started it with 60-something pitches, and then for Wiggins – to have his, you know, his cruising inning was the fifth, and it, all three of them were between 75 and 77 pitches. So that bodes well for this weekend. Maybe they can go into the 80s, and maybe that gets you an extra inning, and then less pressure on your bullpen. Tom Murphy with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, uh, let's talk basketball with Kentucky coming into town. Um, what do you think of Hunter Yurchek's tweet this morning? <laughs> Well, uh, so they're calling this one a stripe out, right? Yep. And um, I, I think after the last two, the, the white out and then the red out, uh, the fans are going to be juiced up. Obviously, Kentucky is used to this kind of atmosphere, and so they're not going to be daunted in, in any way. And you have to give them credit. Um, in, in the Alabama game or the, the, their last game, they were being – they were behind – was it LSU, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it looked like they were taking advantage of, of the fact those point guards were not in the game. But lo and behold, Grady and Mint hold it together. They cut down on Xavier Pinson's driving in the second half because he just killed them in the first half, and, and they come back and win. So they, they have adapted. I'm not expecting either Washington or Wheeler to play in this game. And if they do, you know, it probably won't be extended minutes. But um, I think there's, Arkansas is going to have a, a great game plan and, and – what a fantastic atmosphere we can expect on Saturday. Yeah, it was a little vague on my question, but your check basically said, we're bringing the celebration to you. We're not rushing the court this time. Let's, let's uh, let the, the players, the fans, the, uh, the players, the referees, the opposing teams get off the court and allow us to come to you uh, for the celebration. Okay. Well, yeah, I had missed that, so my apologies. But, you know, it's, I, I do think it's better that, that that needs to come to a halt and you, that you act like we've beaten big teams before. And so they've beaten number one. They've rushed the court. And, and um, uh, I, I think it, they would be better served not to do that because quarter million dollars is not jump change. Tom Murphy with us from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, I've got a small concern. Let me see if you can address this or help me with it. Arkansas, this was according to hogstats.com, their four of their top five offensive performances in the SEC has come on the road. Usually you play better at home. Usually you score more at home. You know, you're comfortable with the environment. You got your crowd. You got the, the home cooking, right? 
but four of the five yep. best offensive performances have come on the road. And so I look, Arkansas's last three games, they scored 58 against Tennessee, 66 in regulation against Auburn, 63 against Mississippi State. Granted, these are good defensive teams, but the eye test tells me Arkansas did not shoot the ball well against those teams, and they have shot the ball better on the road. Why do you think this team is having better offensive production on the road? Oh, I think more than anything, it's probably just a one-season anomaly. I also think they have a very, a very veteran-type team who probably is fueled a little bit by the, you know, the atmosphere in the opposing arenas. It's funny you mention that. I was watching the LSU road game earlier today, just kind of rewatching, and it was amazing that they were down by eight after the uh, Tory Easton slam with nine minutes in the game, down eight. And their next three possessions go for not. They had a couple, three offensive rebounds on one, did not score. They had a turnover, and then just a one-and-done, you know, miss um, um, by Chris Likes. And yet LSU couldn't extend, and then Arkansas makes this super strong comeback in the end. That To me, that was just a season-defining turnaround to, to win that game for Keith Smart when they were one and three in conference. And they played so much better. You know, the Georgia game, their, their offensive numbers were super strong in that one, and it skews things just a little bit. But, yeah, they've had decent decent road games against um, Ole Miss and um, to, to win their, their last game at Florida. You know, wasn't their best offensive performance, but it was good. And um, I think Kentucky's going to make it tough on them. But they play good defense, and, and the Razorbacks' defense has traveled, and that's why they've gotten back in the conference race. And, by the way, you call it the day before that LSU game. You call it, and they've turned it around. Well, I appreciate it, Tom. I, I, I thought they would turn it around against LSU, but I, I would have never predicted they turned it around like they have, winning 11-12 in the SEC and 12-13 overall. I did not see that coming, but it, it's crazy. I want to go back and watch the Vanderbilt game. And just to see, because Musselman's talked about how they're an entirely different team. He said it's just it, it, you, you watch that game and you don't even recognize what they're doing. So I want to go back and watch it, that and, it, because it's so different now. Wasn't that amazing? They they weren't defending very well, and they had a lead, and it, it was like Vandy wasn't giving up. And, you know, I've watched several Vanderbilt games since then, and they're just a scrappy team. They can get hot from three, and uh, Pippen kind of keeps everything, you know, just kind of a, a, a base of not getting too high or low, just keeps things under control. And, you know, they, they are a much better team. You have to give Jerry Stackhouse credit. Um, that was a good win for them. Uh, but, yeah, I think if Arkansas played them again ten times, even in Memorial Gym, you know, they'd win eight or nine of them. They, Arkansas, you're right, super different. Tom, thank you for your time. Enjoy uh, the games, and let me know if you watch Flow Sports TV. I'll keep you updated, Wes. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, later. Tom Murphy joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline.